The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. And we're going to talk about SmackDown Live for October 24th, 2017. Raj, how's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. Good, uh, interesting show last night as they, they're really starting Survivor Series early this year with this buildup. Um, well, I think that's good. Get you get the, yeah, I mean, they did the same thing last year with Goldberg and Lesnar. They, they kind of gave it a long build, but yeah, it, this having this many matches announced a month ahead of time, that's kind of unlike WWE real quick. Um, yeah. Kira Hogan, uh, independent wrestler recently signed by GF or impact wrestling. Uh, she was supposed to be on the podcast. Uh, we, we were having technical difficulties. She could hear us, but we couldn't get her mic to work. So uh, she's going to join us for our SmackDown review and everything next week. Awesome. Cool. Man. Um, but yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, this, the whole build, uh, I, I like the brand versus brand aspect, but I feel like they haven't done enough to make fans pick a brand or, you know, have any real brand loyalty. Yeah. Although and- last night, Shane O'Mac comes out. It's going to justify it. The crowd was uh, treating Shane like a face, not like the guy who just led a group of people to beat down the raw locker room for no reason on Monday. <laughs> right. But I think, uh, I think regardless which show you're at, you're going to kind of root for that show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, it's not like, uh, it's not like the nineties where people had real loyalty to like WCW or WWE <laughs> or ECW. This is just kind of like, Hey, I'm at SmackDown. People show I'll up outraged. Guys. I'm going to hold you accountable, Shane. <laughs> right, yeah. I'll never forgive what you did. How dare wrong. you do that to you Kurt, beat up Angle. Kurt Angle? <laughs> He's an old man. Now. Um, yeah, it was, uh, interesting. So he came out, but his justification, it's like, we're going to show them who's the real boss around here. Like, Okay. I mean, that's not even on par with the typical, you think you're the best, I'm the best, or right. these other silly reasons we have these feuds. Like, I did it to get noticed, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, when Shane was cutting that promo, he sounded like he didn't believe his own explanation, you know? Like, yeah. he wasn't buying it. He was just kind of like, this is a script, I'm reading it, and uh, that's all we got. I was impressed that they got the crowd to chant under siege. Um Yeah. That's weirdly a thing. I found myself when I was writing the hashtag on Twitter, I was like, I'm just buying into this crap, which is how I feel about probably 50% of my WWE related tweets. I, I will not use that hashtag. Yeah. But uh, so you think they're gonna they're gonna call in it? Survivor series colon under siege. <laughs> I mean, as far as event names go, there are worse, but it just feels very forced. Um, well, especially because it's like you guys paid to use the venue that night there's like there's no (laughs) right it's not like they're taking over raw or something like there's some sort of step where smackdown gets something from raw it's just raw versus smackdown it's like uh, what pay-per-view did they used to do where they had the raw versus smackdown it was uh oh um what it was 
Clash of Champions, Bad Blood, Unforgiven. It's one of those kind of. It was one of those B, B names, yeah. like Invasion. Invasion, right? Oh, well, no, Invasion was the original WCW Shane Stephanie faction. Didn't that become the Raw versus SmackDown? Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, bragging rights. Thanks, guys. Bragging, bragging rights. rights. Literally, the most worthless thing <laughs> is the name of the pay per view. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, they're doing the champion versus champion stuff. I just feel like you just don't feel like you're seeing dream matches or anything like that. No, with the Survivor Series show, what? you know, if it was Brock versus Cena, even though you've seen it before, it feels like two mega stars from each brand going at it, or. Uh, you know, if it was Charlotte and Sasha, even though you've seen it, you you get that you would get the feeling that it's the real top women on each brand. Um, but that's not happening. Or Oscar and and Charlotte. You know, if you had those kind of matches, it would feel like it. But it just feels like just regular stuff. The Usos versus Rollins and Ambrose. Weird how a year and a half can change that whole thing because now that seems really fresh. Before that would have seemed like a throwaway old style SmackDown. I think that match will be great. Yeah, I think that'll be good. Um, Natalia versus Alexa. I mean, it's only been six months since I think we saw that. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, Baron Corbin versus the... <laughs> can't, even, can't even finish the joke there, Rush. Baron Corbin versus The Miz. But, uh, I mean, do you think any of those titles are going to change between now and Survivor Series? Um, I... No, not really. The one I thought might change would be Roman being added to, you know, them changing that match with uh, Ambrose and Rollins versus um, the Usos and making it Roman and, you know, the Shield and Braun against Kane and, and those guys. But that doesn't seem like that's going to happen now. It looks like yeah. it's going to be Kane and Braun in the singles. Roman's probably going to be on Team Raw um, if he can make it. So uh, yeah, I don't see I don't see the lineup changing much. I, I don't know how much more they can add. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm assuming um, based on the outcome of the main event, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will have something else to do at Survivor Series. Um, I'm sure Sami will get added to that match eventually. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's too soon to break them up and go one-on-one. So unless they add them to the team, I don't know what else they have for them. And that, I mean, weird to say, given uh, for the past year we've been saying, you know, they don't see Sammy as a top guy. Sammy's in at least the, the main event storyline on SmackDown right now. I will say this. I thought Sammy was freaking great last night. I thought he was just awesome coming out that opening promo. <laughs> I would have never, I would have never imagined him to be, so good at being a heel he was he was just awesome he i thought he was the star of the show yeah it's uh it's interesting it's very similar his persona he's just a little more smarmy and looser with it yeah he seems he seems way more comfortable um he he seemed kind of like the like a, a strict teacher before as a baby face, you know, and now he seems just kind of like he's having fun out there and oh, that's coming across. The yeah. Dancing, dancing in Shane's face and his promos and everything. It, it seems believable. It doesn't seem like he's reading a script or um, it, it's, it doesn't seem forced. So, and yeah, I, I would, I didn't see it coming, but Sammy was, he was awesome. Yeah. So that was the opening segment last night. Um, Shane coming out to justify his actions. And and real quick, yeah. some, someone's mentioning Sammy is a better heel than a baby face. It's weird because Sammy is such a natural baby face, you yeah. know, like nice guy. 
Uh, sure, people say he has his idiosyncrasies, his annoying backstage, but um, <laughs> he's just got that natural baby face thing, but he is such a great heel. And you just wonder what other people on the roster would probably be, you know, if, if you were to try him the other way, like if you tried Bray Wyatt as a face or something like that, how much more you'd get out of it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm assuming this is just leading up probably uh, around Mania if they have nothing else for them to them breaking up. Sammy gets hit on the apron again, gets his personality back, and then we get the Sami Zayn Road to Redemption Part 2, you know? Yeah. Well, I hope they don't – I hope they keep Sammy and Kevin Owens together for a long time because that story's already been done. Yeah. And I, I don't need to see that again anytime soon. <laughs> We'll Even though that. it was awesome, they had yeah. uh, great matches and everything, but I like this dynamic. It's fresh. It's it's different. You know, We've never seen it in WWE because even in NXT, uh, Owens turned on Sammy pretty early on. Yeah. You know, they, I don't think they ever teamed or anything in NXT. And they were playing it last night. They're, I mean, they're already doing these little touches to make it seem like it's much more um, sincere. With Jericho, they, they started lampshading it pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, you got the impression that Owens didn't really re, wasn't into it from the beginning. Whereas with this, it's it's very reciprocal. Yeah, it's it's different, and it's I mean it's good. People are responding to it, so you know, hey, good good on both those guys. And, uh, Kevin was back last night after his personal leave of absence for a couple of days. Yeah, it looks like everything was okay with that, so that's good, good to hear. Good man. Um, so you made the main event for last night for Sammy versus Randy Orton for a spot on the Survivor Series team. Um, it was a funny little joke going there. The New Day walking backstage and seeing the raw fruit on the table with the sign that said raw fruit. Uh, what did you make of them teasing that uh, retribution last night that never paid off? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's good because it, it was almost uh, too predictable if they did do that. Oh, absolutely. And so I think it kind of... You know, I'd like to see Angle say, we'll be there. We're just not going to tell you when or something like that. So it kind of keeps you guessing, kind of keeps you tuning in. But I, I kind of I like that they actually weren't there because then I don't you don't need to see that same exact angle twice in in one week. Yeah. But it is a letdown as well for fans who are tuning in, hoping that that happens. And then they're teasing that it will happen. Which is I think the WWE in recent memory has been better about paying off anything they allude to. There hasn't been one of those, we make you think this is going to happen and nothing happens moments in quite a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of the last time. They, they have been a lot better about that. Yeah, so that's why I thought was odd about it because it seemed very strange to have the shot at backstage at the door and all that and the thing about security. Um, yeah, it's weird. But hey, you know, it's, it's coming eventually, folks. It's bound to happen between now and Survivor Series. So the New Day versus Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable with the Usos on commentary. Once again, the Usos saying, hey, with New Day, we got nothing but respect. We're on the same level. We've been through some stuff together. We're good. And uh, Gable and Benjamin being set up a little more like the heels in all of this. Yeah, it definitely looks like they did a double turn last week, which I can. Yeah, I think that's, be you know, I think that's the best. I think Usos, um, they've done a tremendous job, but they... I think they could do their characters perfectly as, as baby faces without kissing ass. You know, I think yeah. that would kind of take him down a notch while uh, I think Gable really needs a heel turn because he's just been stale. Uh, and um, same as Benjamin, Je Benjamin as a baby face has never really clicked. So it, it gives them something. 
I, I, I mean, I, I would have rather them turn Gable and Jordan peels and tried that out, but that's uh, it's a little too late for that. Gable needs to bring back the towel. Everything went to hell when Gable stopped using that ready, willing, and Gable towel. You know? I don't know. <laughs> Love that. Love that towel. Yeah. Surprised that, you know, in the, in the merchandise version is not the same one as that. They, like, made it all fancy looking. It's not like the duct tape looking letters or whatnot. Huh. Uh, God, American Alpha used to be so good. They, they seem like a... It's like Asuka. They seem like a no-brainer. And, and Nakamura that... They're going to be huge stars once they get on the main roster. And uh, we, we, we see, we see, you know, I think it shows, I don't know. I just, it just shows that Vince's idea of who the stars are hasn't changed that much. And you really got to prove yourself to break out of that mold. It's also something to be said for NXT, seeing somebody once every three weeks or once every month versus trying to give them, I mean, you're either every week or you're nothing on the main roster for the most part. Uh, I, that, but even when NXT brought all these talents on in the first place, they did it right. You know, yeah. you didn't, you didn't watch uh, Nakamura's debut and be like, "Wow, man, they they blew that." Or uh, you <laughs> it's know, never the debut. It's never the debut. It's it's like uh, you know, it's like it's like having a friend that you see once a month. You're like, "God, that's such a great guy. We should hang out more." And the first time you get together, you're like, "Okay, we're having lunch. We're gonna start hanging out more, man. This is great. We're together. We're having lunch. This is gonna be a thing now." And then by week three, you're like. Maybe once a month was uh, more where it's at. Yeah. We need to see each other every week. Well, I mean, uh, even six months later, they still feel like big stars. And you know what I mean? Yeah. They just booked them better. Um, It's it's a challenge. I mean, look at what we saw last night with Bobby Roode and the way, I mean, two out of three falls match. I mean, literally had a segment last night where the whole point of the segment was Ziggler and Roode being like, we're on the same level, you and me. We're, you know, we're not friends, but clearly we've got a bit of a back and forth. That is not the rocket ship to superstardom to say, Dolph Ziggler saying, you won my respect. We are on the same level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird, man. Um, so backstage, the woman last night talking about the Survivor Series team, love Daniel Bryan throwing shade at Lana there and just being like, yeah, everyone, but not you. Right. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Buried her a little bit, but it, it, it was funny. Um, and of course, setting up the main event for AJ Styles versus Sunil Singh. Oh, so much to talk. Well, so little to talk about there so much to talk about the little that happened there um but back from the break reservoir dogs version of the fashion files last night with brazongo and the ascension um setting something up with the bludgeon brothers pretty hard that's uh that's inf- yeah i don't know I'm, I'm done with the fashion files really I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was as bad as last week but yeah last week last week was the low point with yeah but i felt like it's it's kind of lost its charm yeah, and now they're teasing the next thing, saying Stranger Things parody next week, folks. I never saw Stranger Things, so no, it's good. I'm not going to get you're, that. You're an 80s kid. You you actually yeah. really like that show. I mean, did you go watch it in the theaters? I have not yet. With, oh, it uh, was really good also. I know. I'm, I'm actually excited to see that, but um, with yeah. two kids, it's hard to get out. <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things, though, it's got that kind of Goonies retro vibe. It was uh, very enjoyable. I'm looking forward to the new season. So, uh, yeah, expect uh, Fashion Files to do a half-assed parody of that next week. Um, which it's weird, right? That's the the double edged sword. The half ass parody sometimes are really funny, and then sometimes it's pulp fiction, where it's just like, oh, this is so grown worthy. 
Yeah, I just I just feel like all the most of the clever stuff you've I don't know. It just feels like it's it's in the past. I think these guys are ever going to wrestle again or we're just going <laughs> to keep getting this. That's the thing. I felt like it, I feel like if they have them wrestle in between and do these less frequently. I mean, I guess they have been doing less frequently. They've been off of TV altogether. But um but yeah, I mean it it clearly looks like they're headed to a feud with the the Bludgeon brother. God, I feel stupid saying that name. But uh, with Harper and Rowan. Yeah. I mean, that's where I was getting at when we asked Matt Morgan about this a couple weeks ago. And he was saying, this is living the dream. You're not taking bumps. You're getting a paycheck. You're over. You get to do these segments. But yeah, you're not a wrestler anymore at that point. You're just a guy doing comedy skits. And at some that only takes you so far. Yeah. And when they forget about you or they decide it's old, they don't necessarily put you back in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just look at all the comedy acts of the past with, you know, Santino and the bushwhackers and you know there's a there's a very a limited ceiling of how yes. high you could go uh speaking of limited ceilings sincara versus baron corbin sincara winning by dq last night oh my god the feud continues yeah so they basically had baron corbin squash him <laughs> but you know sincara gets the win but you know they got nothing else for these guys it's a long time until the december pay-per-view so it's a tv feud no it continue. I mean, it's it's kind of like what's the point when you've seen the champion already dominate the guy, even though the guy wins by you know by a technicality. Um, yeah, I, I just it's not doing either of them any favors. I mean, look, Sankara has his goodwill with the fans. Sankara, I mean, you, you like him or you're just kind of meh. But Baron Corbin, I think. Uh, this doesn't help. Baron Corbin is is really good at doing his his gimmick, but I think doing it against an opponent that doesn't talk. Yeah, it's not uh it's not as uh, captivating as this typical smug jerk sort of thing when he's just coming out there. Yes, we get it. He's ruthless. Whatever. Right. Um. So back from the break, recap of Under Siege Attack on Raw. The Singh brothers come out. They respond to Paul Heyman. Jinder comes out, responds to Paul Heyman. Building up that, totally happening. That Survivor Series, Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar. And then Sunil Singh versus AJ Styles. So this is Sunil Singh's, this is his first match on TV since being affiliated with Jinder, right? Either of the, either of the. Yeah, they haven't wrestled. Hollywood boys, the Singh brothers, I mean. So, uh, you know, you know, the, the Singh brothers can do some cool stuff, but they shouldn't have been competitive with AJ. So, uh, you know, this was good for what it was, a, a, you know, a place filler while keeping the feud going. Uh, and I, I, there really should be limited involvement between AJ and Jinder before Survivor Series anyway, even though that's that's the match that's going to headline the SmackDown ha- house shows going forward, like I think yeah. starting this weekend. But And I'm assuming the December pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I would assume. I mean, they've got really nobody else yeah so he was squashed next week samir versus aj styles uh the week after that maybe jinder's turban versus aj styles we're just going to keep stretching this out yeah or jinder in a tag match against aj and someone you know there's all the the different variations but or maybe the next week it'll be the Singh brothers against aj in a handicap match. oh there you go yeah 
I swear, it's like someone's bringing up that the Singh brothers had a handicap match against Nakamura. Oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Does that sound right? Did did they? Sounds right. I have yeah. no recollection. Yeah, I think that. that's uh, that's right. Um, but that's the thing—they don't let these guys get any offense in. They don't let them do their thing like the Bollywood boys when they were in the cruiserweight tournament. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of—I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, it might as well be James Ellsworth out there at this point. It's, it's, just uh, a, it's just a quick workout. It's just to give him something to do. Because AJ is still working these. Uh, so next week, the advertised uh, dark match is AJ versus Jinder. So AJ will be wrestling twice that night. But, you know, one of those matches clearly just. Uh, actually, they're both probably going to be short, quick. Um, you know, AJ is not going to get a big workout with those. And those house show dark matches. um typically are well actually one-on-one might not be as bad it's when they do the random tag of hey now it's going to be three on three i mean that's almost more about the entrances and the comedy than the match itself but one-on-one maybe you know i mean they'll at least make it go 10 minutes and provide something for everyone that's stuck through 205 live Uh, not really those those dark matches after smackdown after 205 live are usually pretty short they um at least they have been lately. I mean, Jinder and AJ, I think the week before went two minutes. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's just, I think by that point, everyone's so tired that they're like, all right, here, you get <laughs> to see a couple stars and, and then you could go home. Yeah. Um, Fatal five way last night to crown the SmackDown Live women's team captain, Becky Lynch versus Naomi versus Carmella versus Charlotte Flair versus Tamina Snuka. A multi-person women's match on SmackDown? Never. Who would have thunk that? Um, Becky won. Tamina got some good offense in. More of Tamina than we usually see in a match. Um, Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like we said, when Alicia Fox won on Monday for the Raw women's team, does being team captain really mean anything? It means less now than it did. And that's not a knock against Becky. It's just that she hasn't been pushed. Um, Charlotte has been to a degree. So if you had it be Charlotte Nasca, I think people would care a lot more as opposed to Alicia and, and Becky, you know, it just means nothing. Uh, It was Natalia last year. Right. And we got a couple of good vignettes with that, with the idea that she was going to coach or give guidance, but that's that's really all it is. It's a few backstage. You get to say like, "Oh, I'm giving everyone a pep talk." Right. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, if there's hope for Sami Zayn, there's hope for Becky Lynch at this point. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, what did you make? So not to because it reminds me about the weird heelishness of what she did Monday in leading the charge. What did you make of all those vignettes they were showing from the social media? I didn't actually watch those when people were posting them on Twitter. But that was so weird to me that every every superstar from SmackDown cut some promo just about how badass it was. <laughs> they went and just beat down people for no reason. Yeah, all. again, it just seems so forced. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 saying, I'm, I, I, I wish one saying. of us liked this because the response <laughs> has been mixed because there are a lot of people that do like it. It was wow. a cool spectacle Monday night. I thought Monday night when we got on those podcasts, I was like, my first thought was that was a really cool ending very over the top, not necessarily unexpected, but it was, well, I actually guess it was because they were just coming back from the South American tour. It was something we hadn't seen full bore, but then when you stop and think about, okay, what's the storyline with this? You start to go, this makes zero sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
but the spectacle was cool. The spectacle was cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just because we hadn't, they haven't done this since the brand split. A full on. Yeah, fact, it kind of reminded me of it, it. Kind of reminded me of the Nexus attack in a way. Yes. Yes. But at least the Nexus attack, it, it it didn't not make sense. It was just random. You didn't know what was going on. Whereas this seemed very, uh, it just didn't make sense. It seemed forced. And if you watch any episode of the original NXT, you would fully believe that all these guys have a reason to be angry. Yeah. I mean, if you had a little bit of a storyline running between Raw and SmackDown any time over the past year, which they really haven't, you know, they, they, they keep them completely separate, but there's no... There's no competition. There's not one side trying to take the other guy's, you know, talent. There's there's nothing that they could be doing to to kind of keep that sense of, you know, of a rivalry there. So, at least yeah. they haven't done it in a long time. So, it's just it's just a random Well, they made a very thin point about loaning them AJ and then Kurt talking trash about SmackDown or you never say talking trash, just sort of being dismissive of the rest of the roster. Yeah. Thin. It's the word I would use to describe it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Becky's the captain. We shall see. Uh Bludgeon Brothers promo, another vignette. Getting juice <laughs> out of that green screen. Oh man. Oh man. I, I can't tell if this is supposed to be corny, like it's supposed to be kind of funny, <laughs> or they're make they think that fans think they're scary. And and if maybe they do, I don't know. It just seems corny as all hell. Well, we'll see what happens uh, when they're back. Maybe against, uh... actually, I was going to say maybe Brazango. No, I think the Ascension. I think this is going to be the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Ascension. Probably. Yeah. That's probably where they'll start. You know, good for the Ascension in the Fashion Files. I feel like good for Brazango, but good for the Ascension that they're getting something. Yeah. I think they need to change up their look, their gear. They um, did, but wrestling-wise, yeah. You know when when they actually get back in the ring. Yeah. Um. After that, that backstage vignette we talked about Ziggler and Rude setting up two yeah, out of three. Both falls these guys, man. They're. I uh, hopefully I don't know if this is the end of the feud or they they split the last fall or the last fall is a double DQ and it, it just keeps going. Um, because they're they're booked for house shows going into December. So. Yeah, and I don't know where where either of them would go from here. So, I think that that feud keeps going. Got to keep Ziggler strong, man. Cricket Wireless has him, you know, the face of the campaign in those commercials. Ziggler's been really entertaining on on Twitter, and you know his promo. I think he's been outshining Rude on him. Yeah. So. No, I look. I've always thought Dog Dolph Ziggler is very talented and has a lot there. They just. Uh, Keep putting them in these situations where it's like they're almost setting them up to fail. Making the best of it. Yeah, um, he'll start to get over with the fans and they kind of, you know, kick his feet out from underneath them. I liked what almost they did every last time year when he had the IC title, they did the thing with the Miz bringing back the spirit squad, but they just ran it into the ground. Really? Ziggler was the hottest when he had won the money in the bank and he won the world heavyweight title. The fans went nuts. And then he got that concussion and it, it just hasn't yeah. been the same since. Not him, just the way they, they haven't pushed him really uh, since. Yeah, he was in the world title match at SummerSlam, but that was clearly a throwaway thing. It wasn't, he wasn't built as a serious contender. Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton last night. 
Kevin Owens came out with the distraction. Uh, Orton did the low blow, picked up the win on Sammy, and he's now on the SmackDown team for Survivor Series. Kevin 50, Owens versus 50, Nakamura. 50 stuff. Yeah, Kevin Owens versus Nakamura next week. And this match was good. I liked it. SmackDown lately has been, for me, uh, it's been like one segment's good early on, and then the main event's good. And then yeah. there's kind of a lot of filler in the middle. And I felt like last night's episode was the same. I'll say one thing about the two-hour show is it's a lot easier to follow that through line in storylines. You know, with Raw, when they do an opening segment and then they wrap it up, bookend at the end, three hours later, it feels like it's it's five weeks have gone by. And I'm trying yeah. to remember why I'm still so invested in this. Yeah. No, I agree. So... The two hours helps it a lot. I'm rarely bored by the time the main event comes on. There are times when I'm just, you know, shaking my head at what they're doing, but I'm not, I'm usually not bored. Yeah. And, you know, I said this on Twitter last night because we do the podcast live Monday after Raw. Obviously, we watch Raw live every week. The thing that I will say about SmackDown Live, since really the whole Shane and Kevin thing, I don't think I've missed a single live SmackDown since then. That, yeah. that I feel like I have to tune in to see what happens next. And that's the best compliment I can give them. The Shane and Kevin stuff has been great. I think the Sammy stuff has been great. But outside of that, it's been a lot of blah. And I think since WrestleMania, Raw has been the better show. Well, yeah. Ever since, I mean, they probably... Ever since the Superstar shakeup. Yeah. So, we'll see. Survivor Series, uh, three more? Three more uh, weeks of TV? Yeah, three, yeah. NXT War Games that same weekend. I think that'll. I think that'll be that'll be awesome. Yeah. How was two five live last night? Oh man, the, the the crowd by the time the crowd was just dead for this whole show, and the the Enzo Kalisto main event. I mean, that's the the quietest I've ever heard them for an Enzo match, and then it just ended with Enzo kicking the ref, and it was a DQ, <laughs> got himself intentionally disqualified. So when you got a dead brand and you're doing finishes like that. I, I, I can understand doing that finish if you did it like, a, you know, in the second hour of Raw or something like that. But you got a dead brand and that's your main event and that's what you deliver. I, I don't think that's the best idea. Yeah. They just keep these things going. Enzo, I mean, but who else are they going to put Enzo with in a feud right now? I don't know. I mean, that's that's the thing, right? I mean, you could bring Hideo with Tommy, but that's kind of a, I don't know if that's a waste. Uh, but I don't I don't see Hideo with Tommy doing well on the main roster. So, I don't know. It, it's kind of a, I don't know what you do with that brand. So I believe you broke the news the other night that Austin Aries was backstage. No, he had posted a photo on Instagram during period that it looked like he was backstage, but he wasn't. So oh, he God. was trolling. Then he got upset when people were you know, saying that he was backstage. It's like, dude, you post a, a photo of, of yourself and Enzo uh, backstage with the hashtag WWE TLC. And you get upset when people are thinking you're backstage. Um, he's been active on, on, uh, Twitter. I posted the thing when you were talking about the triple H dancing with the new day, I posted a thing, you know, uh, saying that triple H is dancing makes Austin Aries look like MC hammer and Aries like responded to my tweet within seconds. He was really active the other night. He, oh, did, did he get upset? No, no. He was talking about, he used to rock some hammer pants. He retweeted it. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's really, He'll yell, at, he'll yell us at he'll yell at us on Twitter sometimes for for things here and there, but for the most you know I, I, I like engaging. Aries. I'm a big I fan. Love Aries. But, 
you know. Hey man, any vegan wrestler, you know, automatically has my respect. But uh no, I think he's just great. And the open invitation, Austin, if you ever want to come on the podcast. Absolutely. Love to have you. Um, but no, I think he's uh getting more serious now that enough time has passed about what he's gonna do on the indies. I mean, he's promoting stuff more, he's engaging more. Yeah, and we'll get to some of these questions, but yeah, Aries totally. has uh he said he's making a lot more on the the next month coming up on the indies than he did in WWE. And I think that's a, that's been a general consensus with a lot of these cruiserweights is that with the way that the division structured, you can make more on the indies or at least profit wise per or per shot, you could make more and, um, you know, not have to deal with all that travel overall. You're, you're probably still making more with WWE, but if you're taking per date, um, you know, it, it you can definitely make a lot on the indies if you're a big star. Has anyone broken that down? Has Wrestling Inc. done the math or someone like Bix done an article where you really break down how those financials work out on an indie circuit versus undercard? Um, it's been a while. The, the WWE, uh, because the problem is it's so different when you're talking about like an underneath talent as opposed to a cruiserweight. Because cruiserweights don't work all the house shows and everything. Yeah. They, but he came in to. through NXT. And he had a high level NXT contract originally. Right. I'm sure he was making more than NXT, but pro I don't I, I don't know. I don't know that yeah, for sure. I was curious. Yeah. I'll have to Yeah, that's a good idea to do something on that. Well, because I, I want to have some it, time. Yeah. Well, what was it? People were complaining about Mysterio's. What was Mysterio's uh guarantee recently that leaked? What was it something like it was like a five figure I can't remember, it was like 30 grand or something insane. With like WWE? That. No, no, no. Ray Mysterio's uh, indie oh him. yeah 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 i'm forgetting wanted. what it was but uh he was making a lot yeah but you figure if you prorate it out per house show this i mean cm punk talked about this so if you take it and break down what the contract is you're basically getting a couple grand for every house show you're doing is how it works out if you were just to do it show by show and you got to figure if you're a guy like cody cody could probably get 20 grand in a you know in two plane tickets in a hotel to fly out somewhere and do an indie weekend right now yeah i remember I we had an interview with Tyler Rex who really went into it about like how much he made and, uh, and how much, you know, a, a lot of the guys at his level were making. And he was saying it was something like a, he was getting his downside of, I want to say it was a hundred grand. Yeah. Um, but then once you threw in, you, you know, you got to pay your own travel expenses. You don't have, you got to play, pay plane tickets, but you got to pay room, you know, food, gym, all that stuff. And he was saying like, he was almost broke with uh oh yeah no taxes that's maybe 60 65 right because you got self-employment tax in yeah all of that. and if you're paying let's just say you're you you get a cheap hotel and you, and you don't eat too extravagant where when you're an athlete you're supposed to be getting you know like healthy food but let's just let's say you're spending 100 bucks a night that's you know all close to 40 grand right there you're getting 60 after taxes. So you're, you're basically got 20 grand, uh, after all that. And that's yeah. assuming you're living on the low end of your means. So. Yeah, no. So definitely, uh, adds Rich, up very fast. Richard's pointing out that Mysterio had a 20 grand guarantee. So yeah, man, you do that 52 weekends a year, but not many people are at Mysterio's <laughs> level. So that's true. Yeah. You, you know, uh, Cedric Alexander is not going to be getting that kind of a guarantee. Yeah. It's got to be easier though, to match wise, right? Cause there's two styles of work in the Indies. One is you're going to put on, um, you know, a, uh, Oh, why am I blanking on the name right now? Uh, a, a 
uh, you're going to put on a Ring of Honor style match. You're going to do serious indie competition, like what Cody has done and what some of these guys do. And the other one is you're just going to go and essentially do what you know Scott Hall has been doing for the last two decades, you know, uh, or the last decade rather. You're going to go out there. You're going to take. You're not even going to take a bump. You're just going to sort of stampede some people, do your signature move, sign some autographs, shake some hands, right? And get a paycheck. Well, I bet you. I bet you Neville can get. I bet he can get a lot when when he leaves. And plus, he's got that. The fact that he quit almost raises his value a bit because it, it it makes him cooler to fans. To a yeah. lot of the, because a lot of those indie fans are very anti WWE. You know, um, so I think I think that increases his value a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, there's definitely a difference if you're going out and working um, uh, New Japan versus just you know making the circuit photos and autographs yeah someone's asking for wrestlers receive pay each week or two uh, you know what we'll have a i'll get someone uh a former wwe guy on here one time and talk financials yeah. so, actually uh, that that would be great i mean i just want we've talked about this before with matt where just the random stuff like so what was catering like exactly <laughs> you know just like walk us through this yeah. uh, i'm fascinated by the minutia of, of yeah. the behind the scenes in road life because you hear about it in these offhand comments what was it new day uh on, i think it was on table for three talking about how they use hot wire to book all their hotels because they had to be so cheap right with money you know yeah what so we, we can ask matt some of this stuff yeah and uh Otherwise, um, we can have someone else that's been uh, that's been there recently. Yeah, because because Matt was in the day. Matt says he's still getting royalty checks. Right. You know. Uh, someone's asking. Rachel was asking what I rated TLC. I'd, I'd give it a solid eight or seven, seven and a half. I thought the main event was great. I loved AJ and Finn, but the rest was just blah. Yeah, at least it ended better than it started. Um, yeah, people pointing out the GFW stuff. Yeah, so. Impact is no longer GFW. They have terminated, you know, they've ter terminated their relationship with Jeff Jarrett. GFD, GFW, I don't know if it's dead. I don't know if Jeff Jarrett's going to do anything with it. I don't know what he can do. Um, and I hope Jeff Jarrett's okay. I mean, there's yeah. he he was a mess last weekend. He's been a mess recently. He was. Uh, we've received reports of him at, you know, I, I spoke to a couple of wrestlers who at the tapings, he... he wasn't in the best of shape by the end of the tapings, uh, I believe in August. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I hope he gets his stuff together because he's got a great mind. And when he was brought back, it felt like, uh, impact was getting some momentum and they knew what they were doing. And now it, it just kind of feels feel like that. Well, yeah, it just feels lost again. And, uh, I did, right now with Jeff Jarrett, they felt like they had direction and, and they don't right now. Yeah. So I, I mean, I just hope Jeff pulls himself together and gets, you know, I don't know if it's anything serious or just a bad run lately or what, but uh, hope, hoping for the best for him. Absolutely, man. Um, so yeah, speaking of which, I mean, is there, is there a impact conference call this week? There is, there is. How, how do they justify this? <laughs> Yeah, it's with Allie and uh, Allie and Sienna. So I got to jump. I, I don't know. I, I, probably gonna jump <laughs> Who else on. is on this call? Who else aside <laughs> from you says every Wednesday, I need to be on this call? Man. I never say I need to. It's just one of those things. I'm here. I'm not at the office today anyway. So when I do the podcast, I do it from the home office and then 
the, the rest of the site stuff from my office office. So since I'm here, it's like, why not? And, and does anyone like release these calls? Do you record them and put oh, them yeah. on wrestling? Yeah, we, I mean, we post articles on anything important on them. There's usually one or two interesting things after each call. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to ask about Jarrett leaving and, and, Unless, I mean, I, I have a feeling at the beginning of the call, they're going to say no questions about Jarrett. I mean, what are they, what are they going to do? Like go see what Billy Corgan's up to with his NWA revival or. Oh, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I bet you Anthem is just kicking themselves for bidding, you know, for the, for battling it out with Billy Corgan over taking over the company, you know? Yeah. Because now I don't think, I mean, I mean, they've been running the fight network and everything, but it's a wrestling promotion is a whole different ball game. And it just looks like, uh, I don't know, without Jeff Jarrett, we will see. Yeah. So what questions do we have? Let's see what else. Um, Netflix would do better with wrestling than WWE has. Uh, I don't know if the <laughs> programming would be better, but I think, um, which you know, I've been sounding this trumpet. I mean, I think that they've got so much money that they could, if they wanted to have, they're the only one that could do a WCW at this point. The only one that could afford to. They could, but we've seen the the success rate. So yeah. you'd have to get people that know what they're doing and how many people are like that out on the market, you know? Well, Jimmy Jacobs is free now. Yeah, but that the creative and running a wrestling <laughs> promotion are two different things. Um, uh, call up Eric Bischoff, you know, see what he's up to. Yeah, call Jeff. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Get Global Force Wrestling on Netflix. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other questions, guys? There's a lot of comments. Do, 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 do. The pay stuff. Guys like Rock and Batista. Do you see them as sellouts? Hell no. Um, <laughs> can you? Could you imagine if if Rock decided like oh, I'm not gonna go this route? thirty million a picture. Nah, I miss taking bumps, you know, in Albuquerque on a Tuesday night. Yeah, I'm gonna feud with SmackDown at the Survivor Series. So no, no, I definitely don't think they're sellouts, and I think almost anyone in their position would do that. I mean, you look at Triple H. I mean, he he can wrestle right now, but yeah, he's went the corporate route. It's not movies, but he's still uh, not wrestling. So I love the Triple I mean, H. Look at Cena. Cena was the biggest example because he was yeah. the one that used to rip the rock for it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, once it comes your way, it's a hard thing to say no to. Yeah. I love that Triple H went to South America to fill in and what wrestled Rusev. And then Triple H was still like, no, but I'm going over. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't make There's still a lot of value in a Triple H victory. Know. You know, he's, he's not at the stage of his career where he's about putting over young talent. And I don't think he ever will be. I think it's by that time, it's time to go. <laughs> Triple H is going to be 90 out there and still like, but, but I'm pinning it. I'm, I'm still winning, you know, <laughs> and I get the bigger entrance. Right. Someone's mentioning Triple H wants the rock one more time at WrestleMania. I think the rock wants that too, but the, the movie studios don't want that to happen. Um, yeah. You know, he got injured uh, at WrestleMania when he faced John Cena, I think the second time and it just threw everything. It just, everything went haywire. They had to move the schedule for Hercules uh, Rock can do pub for pain and gain. Um, so Which I think it's weird because that's the movie everyone points to now. We're like, oh, The Rock can really act. Did you see pain and gain? <laughs> I, th I thought he could for a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, 
I, th- I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was really good in Pain and Gain. Even though the movie, I thought, was fell short issues. of expectations, yeah. Yeah, but he was, I mean, legitimately showed some range in that. Yeah. Um, but I think I got I got to jump on this call soon, so okay, maybe. Should, did you, yeah. um, do you have anything else? I think that covers it, man. It feels like uh, wrestling this week just went right by, you know? Yeah, it's a busy week, but uh, it, it, it was really busy Monday, and then SmackDown, yeah. It's just kind of there. Not much, yeah. not much else. We'll see how they keep this uh, momentum going on hashtag under siege. Um, yeah. Someone's asking if there are too many heel versus heel matches on the Survivor Series card. And that is a good point. I mean, I could see the Miz versus Baron Corbin just bombing and, and Natalia versus Alexa Bliss almost for the same reason. Uh, I can't remember the last time we've seen a good heel versus heel match where the, the crowd got into it. Yeah. Well, but it's how the crowd treats them, right? I mean, Miz versus Baron Corbin. I think everyone's on Team Miz with that one in the crowd. You would think, but how often is Miz cheered? More often than the IWC likes him, but he he's not really. um, You don't see people rooting for him during a match, so we'll see. I mean, there could be the natural uh, choosing the Miz in that, and I I mean, I could totally see that, but we'll see. Yeah. Man, only a couple weeks away. Survivor Series. Yep. Survivor Series under siege. <laughs> uh, Survivor Series, the second longest running pay-per-view. Steven Seagal, special appearance. Yes, exactly. Second have him, longest have him be the special ref for uh, oh, Ginger and Brock. Have you Seagal lately? Yes, I have. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's almost unrecognizable. Yeah, kind of crazy, man. Kind of crazy. But yeah, Survivor Series, second longest running pay-per-view in the WWE. Yeah, someone's bringing up Miz was cheered against Cena. That's WrestleMania. There's all, that's always you. You, you kind of gotta almost anyone at WrestleMania is cheered against Cena. Yeah, and WrestleMania travel packages go on sale soon, including you see the top tier. You go to New York first, then you're getting on private flight with wrestlers down to New Orleans. Yeah, those are like six grand or something. Oh, more than that. It's like eight grand for right, eight grand flight one. Um, but you know what? I read online all the time people that do the travel packages and are very happy with their decision as a once in a lifetime vacation. I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of those I'm going to book everything myself kind of guys. Yeah. I'm spending probably 20 times the value in time as I would have in money just booking a travel package. Right. That's that's the thing sometimes is I'll I'll be like, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to search online and do my research and then I end up saving like, you know, 10 bucks for yeah. like some speakers or something that and for dallas i kept having to wake up i'm on the west coast so i couldn't even wake up 10 a.m central time or earlier that was like 9 a.m central time to like buy tickets for everything <laughs> like every access and all that i mean it was just such a chore it was fun it's a great trip but yeah yeah i don't know new orleans um could be fun like you said it's all in one area which is nice for wrestlemania with all the other indie events going on yeah, WrestleMania, because Bourbon Street, there's just so much going on there. You just see so many wrestlers out there, you know, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Awesome. So we'll be back Monday night, Monday Night Raw. Thanks to Peter in the comments for all the kind comments. Yeah, man. No, our fans <laughs> yeah. are incredible. I know, I've you know, this isn't like patronizing, this isn't just kissing ass. But seriously, I mean, I get messages, and I know Matt's talked about this before. I don't know what you see, Raj. I know you probably get a lot of stuff just about wrestling in general, but I get people messaging me on like LinkedIn or on Twitter, and you know, all these people in the comments talking about the, even though they're we had Justin, like, oh, he's joining my favorite podcast. And I'm like, have to step out of my body for a second and just be <laughs> like, wow, that's that's quite a compliment to make. So, all thanks right. to everyone that tunes in and listens in. Seriously, we we couldn't do this without your support. 
Absolutely. We, we yeah. appreciate it. So we will be back here Monday night to talk about Monday Night Raw. And until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.